Uh, hi, it's Toby from Heavyweight MMA here with Kieran the Stone Cutter Joblin. How are you, bro? Pure all right, I should yeah, say. Good, yeah, kia ora, bro. Yeah, I'm good. Good, good ass. Man, uh, it's good to catch another another one of the MMA fighters that um, are representing their Maori heritage, man. I've so far I've talked to Kaikara France, also Shane uh, from Shane Young from uh, from CKB as well, man. And you're another one that kind of reps your heritage, right? Yeah, bro, for sure, always. I was just uh, I was just looking at a, a little mini doco of you, and uh, you said when you're at school, uh, the only thing you like was PE and uh, and studying Maori, right? Yeah, that, that's pretty much went to school. Good. I then went to PE, rugby training, and uh, Maori class. <laughs> that's it, bro. So, what part does it play in your life now, out of interest, bro? So, I'm kind of interested in these things, like uh, you know, people that kind of follow their heritage and everything. Um, like what pl- what part of your life now as uh, is the Maori Maori history? Yeah, it's yeah, real real big part. Eh? Like just as important as uh as much as fighting. Um. Yeah, like in that doc I was saying, like my young fella, he goes to Kohanga now, which is, or he went to Kohanga. He goes to like full immersion Māori school now. So um, I've got to make sure that I, am, I learn and improve my deal at the same time. So he's not going to school and then coming home and speaking like English. So um, yeah, it's a real, real big, important part, of the, uh, important part of the family life. Yeah. So do you, do you speak at home, bro, between the family? Speak to Yeah, Yeah, me, me and the young fella do and, and the wife and the older boy as well. Yeah, it's a big, big part of the family life now. That's awesome, man. It's it's important to continue, right? Otherwise, it can be lost uh, just by generations that just start speaking English or whatever. Yeah, bro, for sure. Yeah, bro. Um, the reason I wanted to reach out is I saw you having a, a big fight coming up with David Martinez at Eternal on the Gold Coast on July first, bro. Um, how's it all shaping up for you? Yeah, uh, good as like training camp's been good. Um, this is my first fight and like two years I haven't had a fight for two years like not for lack of trying just I've had matchups like last year that have fallen through um, other ones are real close but this has been the first fight that um, I've had booked for two years so like yeah, excited as I can't wait to get in there that's it man it's good to good to go over to Australia and have a fight too sort of get out of the country right yeah right for sure and I could get a bit of it's getting cold here at the moment so get a bit of sun and some warm weather and a fight yeah. You, man. And, and what do you think of your opponent, David, man? On my my side, I've interviewed him a couple of times. He seems like a really nice guy, so I don't really want to see the stone cutter dicing him up with his <laughs> elbows or whatever, bro, but, you know, it is what it is. <laughs> May the best man win. What do you think of him yeah. as an opponent? Yeah, he's got, like, he's got a good skill set. Like, um, there's things that I can't, like, areas where he's really good and um, I can't let him get there. Um, he's had the title, like, twice. Um, he's been pretty, yeah, pretty busy, active fighter. So it's going to be like a good test, and then like a good guy to jump back into like the Australian um, lightweight division with. And if I can get past him, then like it puts me like in a pretty good spot again. That's it, man. What are your goals, man? I mean, you've been in the game a long, long time. You've been sort of alongside Dan Hooker and Kai Kara France and these guys for a long time. I'm assuming your goals are to be up with those guys in the UFC, yeah? Yeah, um, yeah, definitely. I've been around fighting for like quite a while now like i'm still still pretty young but like yeah i've been around in the fight game for a while so um yeah I, my goal was i'd like to win this fight like win this fight impressively and then try set up like a title fight uh, for the 10 bits uh the september card before the ufc is in um sydney that would be that's my goal and then like win the title there put on a good performance and then like whatever happens after that if it's ufc or anything else would be um would be, would be awesome 
Bro, I remember I actually met you once before. You probably don't remember. It was in um in Singapore. You were fighting in like one something to do with one FC, and and it was like a little studio sort of setup. I just briefly said hello yeah. to you out the back, but um obviously that was something you wanted to do. What happened there? Yeah, so like yeah, it was tw- yeah, twenty nineteen. They had like the one warrior tryouts in Sydney, so I went over and f- for that did the tryout, like a little grapple and hit some pads and stuff, and made it through to that, and then got the fight that I met you at over there. Um, won that fight went back like eight weeks later had another fight um, fight was going good I ended up um, tearing my AC my left shoulder um, yeah. and then so I lost that fight like by injury injury TKO loss and then went back like nine months later for another fight ended up losing that fight to like um, a Korean fella and then COVID hit so I still had one more fight on the contract to try get a contract into one championship, like a big a proper contract. And then COVID hit and it just um, put a halt. I think they shut down one warrior series. And even the other Kiwis that had contracts with one championship, like couldn't even get, get out of the country. Um, so COVID just put a, put a halt to all, all that. And then had to sort of like, I guess reestablish and just um, back training. Normally had, had one fight locally here in 2021 to stay busy. But um yeah, COVID ruined it <laughs> pretty much. That's it, man. It made it very difficult for a lot of people, whether people were like kind of fighting in a not normal circumstance, like Dan took fights when he probably shouldn't have, et cetera. But then, you know, most most of the MMA fighters struggled to find fights, right? So it made a real difficult career to be doing at that time. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Like the guys in the UFC, like they still were able to get fights, but for them, they had to quarantines and like, running from the police training camps like it was pretty pretty crazy looking back now um but then like the guys who were just under that level you'd like really couldn't get to australia to fight there wasn't like a lot going on here yeah luckily matt tour like he ran a couple of sfcs and there might have been a few shurikens on as well so it, it kept a few of the guys busy but yeah it was it was a hard time to to get fights yeah man what, what is it like to be to be a professional mma fighter obviously you're highly skilled man you've been training forever i used to hear your name a lot floating around back in the day when you're training with Carl Weber, et cetera. And um, just a difficult career, man. Like you want to get to a place, but there's there's roadblocks. It's a super difficult sport. You might injure yourself, like you said. You might not have fights due to COVID. And even if they do all go correctly, you've got to achieve something at a super high level to get to the top, man. Like it must be a very difficult uh, sport to stay in, man. Yeah, for sure. Like there's, I guess you got to, you got to get fights, win the fights, and a little, little bit of luck, right place, right time to get into like a big show and all that. Um, yeah, that's no, a, it's a yeah, tough sport, but um, yeah, I've been doing it for so long, I, I don't know any better. Like, I yeah. don't think I'll, I won't, I won't stop training. I won't stop fighting for for a long time. I still got like, still hungry. Still love the sport. Still love training. Still itching to fight. So, heaps, heaps of time to go. Man, man, talking to to Dan just the other day. And he was saying um, that there are different types of people in the sport. Uh, some people are like an athlete just looking to, you know, have some competition and getting in there. And some people it's kind of like a, it's part of them and it's a therapy as well at the same time. Um, it strikes me that just what you were saying about liking sport when you're young, et cetera, and fighting and that, that it's probably the same for you, right? That you'd, you'd be fighting, like you fighting, even if it's not bringing you a lot of cash, et cetera, it's just part of your, you know, character. Yeah, right. It's, that's definitely me. Like, uh, you're definitely not in it for the money. I haven't made, haven't made any money fighting. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I was, 
I was loving fighting when I got paid nothing, getting paid a little bit to go fight, and Aussie River else is still the same. So I'll, I'll fight as long as the body the body holds out, pretty much. That's it, man. Hey, um, well, you better go into your history a little bit about when you started, etc. Like, what made you start um, training MMA, or did you start in any other sort of styles or anything? Yeah, like no really fight training like growing up or anything. I like, did a little bit of boxing as a as a young fella, yeah, for fitness. Um, but my first like interest in like MMA was yeah, maybe like 2009 or 10. My my wife's uncle he used to run a show in Christchurch called Cage Warrior New Zealand. Um, yep. He like drove me along to go help set up the cage one night. And it was like my first side of fighting, and I thought, man, this this is awesome. Like screw rugby. I want, I want to do this and went to the went yeah. to his gym like the next Tuesday I had my f- first like f- seven or eight fights under him um, so like, I guess this was 2009 or 10 it was sort of like rugby training like you train on a Tuesday and a Thursday and then have a fight on a Saturday like there was yeah. you know, no, no amateur um, stuff then it was all just pro so not so good for the record because you just it was just having a fight for having a fight like and then <clears throat> Got to like a like a good good level there, and then moved on to Carl Weber and spent like a good from 2013 to 2000 and like 18 with him. I had a, had a really good run with him. Yep. Like won like a New Zealand title, a few Australian titles, the Oceania title together with him. Um, those are some like yeah, real good years, good fights. And then um, I was also training with Wayne Vinger for my striking, like the whole time in Christchurch. And then 2018, 19. I was with another coach of mine, Matt Kane. He's our old integrated boy. He was looking after me for a bit. And then there was a time when I lost that fight in Singapore right before COVID. I sort of got to a bit of a crossroads where I was like, if I need a, I want to do the sport properly, I need to like move up to, to Auckland full-time. So I'd, I'd come here and do camps for like a week. But doing like a week isn't enough. Like at this level, you need to be like fully. I noticed that like the other guys like Dan and those boys, they've, they've been all in their whole, time, their whole careers from from day dot and it's like it just shows the difference in their skill level when they approach to training and fighting yeah when you just worry about this is it's like a big difference if like i was still working a normal job not that there's like nothing wrong with that but i guess i'm saying like when you just fully focus on train eat sleep repeat it's like a big big difference um, so i realized i need to move here and go all in and that's pretty much what i've been doing for the last last two and a half three years almost is uh just training getting better like re re falling in love with, with fighting and training and um like i moved here to fight so i'm super excited that i finally got this fight in a couple of weeks with uh, martinez at internal yeah. nice man yeah i met i met uh carl weber over here and I'm, I'm in china at the moment i met carl weber over here in the early days when he brought over some of the boys with uh with aaron boys and and Paikara france a few other guys dan etc um what's it like training with carl man coach hostile what what do you say about the training with him? You know, he's a, he's an awesome coach. Um, I guess when I first moved to train with him, I was still uh, super green, had like a few things I needed to like really improve, and um, he's a really good way of like of like molding like a like a young a young king guy and t- like turning them into like a like a beast. Like he um the what do we call it? Like the Shark Tank rounds he put you through were pretty pretty grueling. Yeah. Um. Yeah, he's just got a really like his coaching style was very good at like um bringing out like a different side of you like mentally like he's yeah I think all the other guys that train for him will say the same like he can um he can mentally turn you turn you on and like make you feel like pretty pretty indestructible 
yeah, he's an awesome coach. That's cool. And then um, on to CKB, man. I understand they've got like a pretty much a system. You know, you see a few of the guys have got similarities, right? And and I heard that it takes time to kind of pick up the system. Um, you've been there, do you say, since 2018? So that's kind of enough time to pick it up. How did you find like getting used to their sort of way of doing things? Is it very different from your own or, or just, just changing and adding a few tools? Yeah, I think it, like it takes a bit of time to, to work everything out. Like I've been coming up maybe since like 2016, 17, like for like eight weeks here and there, but you never really, you just get a couple of hard spars in and get your ass thrown around a little bit. But yeah, since being here full-time from yeah, 2020, full-time onwards, um, I think even now, like two and a half years in, it's only really starting to understand what really is going on. But the first year and a half, coach would say like thing, little things. And it, yeah, I wouldn't really get it, but yeah, it's taken, taking its time. But um, I think I'm starting to get it there and understand the structure. Man, it's been a very successful gym. What would you say that uh, owes to, man? Like what are the key things that make, make CKB so successful at the moment? And just like, yeah, yeah, awesome, awesome coaching. There's so many good bodies and training partners and just like probably similar to other gyms, like all the boys are there for each other. Like we have like spider workouts and sparring and all those things, like all the boys are just there for each other to help. And I think, um, yeah, it's like the, the gym culture is really good, which always helps. Like, yeah, it's, it's just yeah, good, good place to be, bro. I dropped in there a long time ago, probably, I don't know, maybe four or five years ago to have a look and, uh, Happened in our sparring classes, pretty pumping, man, big crew. It's nice to see a big crew like that all sparring together. And Dan and Izzy were in the mix, but you wouldn't, if you didn't know them, you wouldn't know they're anything special. They're just still rotating through people and everything. It's kind of good, right? Yeah, like some of the um, crazy, oh, those Monday nights get pretty crazy pack day, like um, sort of split up a little bit now, but yeah, it gets gets crazy packed on the Monday. <laughs> Bit of, bit of a nightmare. <laughs> That's it, man. Hey, can you talk about your training now, man, as you lead up to the flight? Like, what sort of, you said you're full-time now. What sort of, uh, what's your kind of schedule for, you know, a week? Like, where are you fitting in your training? How many times a day, et cetera? What do you train? What do you break down? Yeah. Uh, just like 9 till 10.30, like Monday to Friday is like the pro-EMA class in the morning. So whatever we're drilling that week, that's that. And then um, Tuesday, Thursday, Friday, like after that, do like an hour of conditioning. Like it'll be sprints on a Tuesday, some jumps and some air bike on the Friday and like bike and bag on a Thursday. Um, and then spa Monday night, spa Saturday. Uh, Wednesday, like rate wrestle session. It's a pretty hard one. Then Tuesday, Thursday afternoons, like get a lift in, but at SNC. Um, some pads mixed in there as well. Spa Saturday and then um, spider Saturday night. And then I just, I just do the school run and a few PTs for some, for a bit of work in between that so it's like a pretty pretty good day yeah. pretty heavy heavy week man um how do you yeah. how do you do your diet and all this sort of thing do you work with anyone or you just kind of go off what you know uh no, like i work with uh jack from one of, one of geordie's boys from the fight dietitian oh, yeah, so yeah. He, he's helping me with this camp um yeah it makes it makes it way easier instead of just trying to guess guess and copy on tv so um eating heaps the weight's coming down and still feeling like fit and strong good to go that's good, man. Hey, with stuff like that, like diet as an example, you got to get certain foods, etc. Um, is that a struggle? Is it expensive, or, or it's not? No, nah, it's. I think it's actually it's actually easier. It's cheaper. Um, uh, luckily, my wife has the full time normal job, which pay, pays the most of the bills. But um, when when I'm on an actual nutrition plan, I can allocate money for it 
and I know what I'm getting, what I need. So it's a lot, lot cheaper. Whereas if I, when I'm just free balling it, it's when it, I spend too much money. <laughs> yeah. What do you, what do you miss out on when you, when you're like now you're dieting, you're getting ready for your, for your fight. What, what sort of things do you miss the most? Uh, probably just a couple of steak pies here and there. Eh? Yeah. Out of, out of, out of camp, I'll probably sneak in a pie a day, steak and pepper pie a day, but um, that's what I'm missing. Probably have that in a couple of weeks. Yeah. Come home have a few pies. Something to look forward to. It's cold over there, you said, at the moment, right? Yeah, whereas cold, a pie definitely makes the day a little bit easier. <laughs> For sure. Man, you know, like uh, over the years, you've seen it. Uh, everything's changed. People are doing all crazy stuff now, putting a lot of emphasis on things that aren't really that related to fighting. We talked about diets, one of them. Sleeping, uh, you know, your strength and conditioning, saunas, all this sort of thing. What what sort of extra things you've done now that you wouldn't have done in the past like that? Like any sort of key things that you've helped you in your new camps? Mm, not really too, yeah, I'm too sure. Like, do like, I definitely sauna more now than I previously would have. Like all my uh, old lightweight fights, I would dread the sauna. Yeah. But now like um, Jess got me going to the sauna like uh, once a week just to, I guess, train the body and mind to handle it, which is probably yeah. like a good helpful thing. Cause before I would, I would take my kids to the pool and look at the sauna and get PTSD or something. <laughs> Whereas now like, yeah, I've, I do it like two twenties a week. So hopefully in a couple of weeks, it makes the cut a lot easier. Yeah. But that's probably about it. Only thing I've really changed or added in. They say heat, heat acclimation, right? So like you said, so it's not going to shock you too much. What's the temperature and how long you do it for those two times? Yeah, I'll just do like two twenties, two twenty fives, something like What's that. What's the heat in your in your sauna? Do you know? Not too sure. Eh? Pretty stand, standard, like public pool. So nothing, yeah. nothing, too, no, nothing too not, good. It's probably not cranking too hard, right? Because they have a nah, yeah. there, but yeah. Oh, <laughs> yeah. What about uh, what about ice baths and that man? A lot of people talk about it for recovery. Yeah, I do do a little bit of ice baths. Uh, I've got like a recycling bit on the deck. Chuck a bit of ice in that in the mornings. Um, Nothing too structured, just do it when I, if I feel like it, I'll jump in there. Yeah. Or if it's a nice nice day, I'll jump in there as well. Hey, man, so having come through through the ranks for, for a decade or more, what do you think? Does it make a big difference, all these things? So you look at your diet, your sleep, your sauna, your ice bath, whatever else, supplements or whatever you're taking, does it make a big difference at the end of the day? Like, Would you still be fighting at a similar level or it, it gives you an extra 10%, 20% or what do you think? I think it makes the, the sauna and the diet stuff definitely makes the job easier, but um, like I said, I still fight either way, but it probably do. It makes it easier, bro, for sure, especially the diet stuff. Like, yeah, this, is, this has been my first lightweight cut using like Jack and Geordie in there. And um, yeah, because the other time I was working with them, I was fighting it uh, in one, so it was hydrated at 77. Yeah, so it's hard to really gauge how you're feeling, but I think I feel a lot better with a proper nutrition cut instead of just uh, winging it <laughs> on the night. <laughs> For sure, for sure, man. I yeah. remember, like, I'm a bit older than you, bro, and uh, fighting kickboxing in the past a long, long time ago. We just ate nothing before that, like, just yeah. eat like nothing for a few days before the the fight. It's just ridiculous. You get there and you you got no energy at all, and you just get in there and do it, you know, and probably yeah, right. dehydrated. You know, your your brain's got no fluid in it and everything. It's not good. Yeah. But things have improved for the better, right? Yeah. See, man. So, um, for your fight, bro. David Martinez, Eternal Gold Coast on July the 1st. Um, lightweight, what's your prediction for the fight, bro? I'm uh, hoping, hoping to get like a like a finish in the near the end of the second round. I feel like that's how the fight will play out. Um, 
he's like got a good skill set and that he'll be he'll be strong for like definitely a couple of rounds we have a good a good squeeze on him and a, and good high pressure so um like from watching fights that he's won and lost um i think a smart approach for me but should get should get like the job done near the end of the second or even even the start of the third well, that's that's my prediction for the fight what do you take away from his uh his title title fight where he lost recently i think uh from from watching it like uh, Blake had like a like a good game plan. Like he um, seemed pretty composed, stuck to a few good things. Um, so like I'll try probably try copy that homework. Yeah, and approach the fight same. Like David's like a he's a dangerous guy. Like um, guys that have got over excited and tried to put him away too fast seem to always get tired. And he takes advantage, takes the back, and puts them away. I think if you're more like more calculated and composed, like um and swing more in my favor. And looking forward to the fight. Um, so like you mentioned, future goals, 2023, somehow you'd like to get through this fight with a win, look for the title shot against, there's a new title holder now, right? Um, and yeah. um, take the Australian or the, the eternal title and then uh, and then look to some of the bigger organizations, right? Yeah, for sure. Like I'm um, still, still young, but I haven't got, I guess, a big shelf life left in fighting. Like I, I'm still, I still feel fit and healthy and strong and, and that, but I know like promotion wise, um, like I'm 34 years old now that it's a, the older I get, the harder it's going to be to get a look in from one of these bigger shows. So, um, for, for getting into a bigger show, I need to like make a good run, win this fight, win the eternal title. It, it does carry the eternal title. I should say carries like a lot of weight. I feel like, especially with the bigger promotions now, um, that would be good to have, I'm going to keep fighting no matter what. I've still got a few few good years left in me, but I'd love to do it in a in a big show. That would be that would be ideal. Awesome, man. Well, I look forward to seeing your success, man, and uh, and I'll be keeping in touch now that we've touched base and uh, and following you on your journey, bro. I uh, mean, thanks, brother. Thanks for having me. Appreciate it. Thanks, bro.